0: Hello and good morning, good afternoon, and good evening from wherever you are joining us from. I am your host, Esther Mogwasi, and welcome to Diversity Leap Discomfort. This is a podcast in which we seek to understand and address stereotypes, myths, and misconceptions that stand in the way of gender equality and building truly diverse and inclusive workforces. Today, I am joined by Bwana Ismail Omar, an international development professional dedicated to improving the quality of life for women and children, specifically through championing for women's rights and anti-FGM efforts.
1: Welcome, Ismail. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward for an amazing conversation about feminism and uh, what it means for men to join the feminist movement.
0: Thank you, Ismail. So we begin the series with a topic that demands to be talked about. And as he has said, it's feminism. The words feminist and feminism rarely elicit positive reactions. And this could be because of a range of reasons. Top of those I would argue to be misinformation, uh, lack of clarity and confusion about who exactly is a feminist. So in order to bring some clarity into this situation, we seek to understand the motivations behind a man who is self-proclaimed to be a feminist. Rare, I know. So, is male, as I've said, feminism and the word feminist do not have a singularly f- uh, accepted definition. So what
1: does it mean to be a feminist to you? Yeah, thank you so much for the question. So for me, feminism is a movement. It's a movement that advocates for gender equality, and the goal of feminism is uh, for all people to be treated equally. So what differentiates feminism from other social movements uh, is the focus on gender and how it relates to the oppression of women, as well as people with non-binary uh, gender identities and expressions. So uh, so feminism for me is not uh, a preserve for only women, but men, and of course, people of all genders are uh, welcome to to be part of this movement to promote gender equality for all. everyone yeah okay and would you tell
0: us a little bit about your origin story <coughs> how did you become have you always been a feminist or did you become a feminist was there some pivotal moment in your life that caused you or incited your desire to be
1: a feminist so um a somali so growing up in a household i would say that uh, most female members of my family Mm -hmm. uh, for instance have undergone through female genital mutilation we've had cases of even in early um, um, marriage uh, and even forced marriages and so this type of uh, you know cultural harmful practices really raised eyebrows for me when i was growing up some female members of my families could share with me the the, you know their struggles and pain when it comes to painful menstrual cycles uh, yeah. You know th- that were brought uh, beca- brought about because of female genital mutilation, and also um, there's a lot of oppression uh, on women in terms of uh, you know their role in the household. Uh, you know, coming from a family that is very patriarchal in nature, you'll find that uh, most female family members their places were most of the time I would say uh, uh, just taking care of. You know the the household and the children, and and mm. not being involved in in active, uh, you know, the uh, productive, um, you know, affairs and, and 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 of course they were not able to get opportunities just because of their gender. So this kind yeah. of uh, you know, uh, an equal treatment is what propelled me to become a feminist because I was I said it, it has to start from me from as a man it has to start from my own backyard. That no girl or woman, for instance, should suffer from or even die from from FGM or you know or or child marriage or even gender-based violence. So for me, I took it as an initiative. And also, growing up, I grew up in an environment where I was constantly being told that boys don't cry, uh, you know, don't be weak, you know, don't act Mm -hmm. like a girl. So the unwritten rules then were: be tough, be hard, and if need be, use violence. And so for me, I tried as much as possible because this, I call them unwritten rules, Mm. did not really mean anything to me. I I really questioned because how do you become tough by using violence, for instance? Mm -hmm. Why why should you treat somebody differently because of their gender? So I grew up trying to counter the status Mm. quo. And even among my own peers (laughs) when growing up, you find that I was a little bit different because Immediately after high school, I joined um, a youth organization. My hometown is in Naro. So I joined a, a youth organization. By then, uh, uh, it was known as Kenya Youth Focus for Development. And mm-hmm. it is there that I really got to first, uh, you know, understand firsthand uh, you know the issues to do with uh, gender-based violence. Mm-hmm. You know the issues to do with uh, you know socialisation, and and for me those spaces also opened up in terms of just getting to to this space of promoting gender uh-huh. equality. And since then I have been an advocate for gender equality. And now where I work at uh, Amref Health Africa, I continuously. Mm-hmm. Work to ensure that uh, you know no girl or woman suffers or dies from FGM, that no girl or woman becomes a bride before the age of eighteen, and also no woman uh, or girl suffers from gender-based violence.
0: Yeah. Wow, that is really impressive. And you talked about your peers. I'm um, growing up in a Somali community where all this is accepted—the early child marriages, the FGM and cutting and being of a different mind. I know this keeps kind of into some way ahead, but while you were growing up, was this a problem for you? Because I am going on this assumption that because it's going on for a while, it's kind of accepted. It's not something that is usually challenged, especially by somebody who's young and growing up. Did you have a hard time, even with your friends, leave alone the older generation? Did you ever have a hard time fitting in with your friends and people of your
1: peers? Yeah, by that time I was a feminist, but I did not mm-hmm. know even what feminism was,
0: uh, mm-hmm. because
1: uh, I, I found myself looking at uh, this issue. Uh, for me, I think for me the issue, the, the, the key issue was treatment. How do we treat others? And I think, mm-hmm. well, this is something that I've, uh, um, I've been able to learn from you know, uh, you know, my elders that people, all people, need to be treated, uh, you know, to be treated fairly. And so, so so for me growing up I didn't know what feminism was. And so coming to you know to sort of stand up for girls maybe it's in the classroom when when maybe a boy is abusing a girl or mm-hmm. uh, you know just uh, busting needs you know simple things like you know you should not you should not use lotion because you're mm-hmm. a man lotion is for girls uh, or you know you know you're not supposed to eh, to for instance cry or you know show emotion when when you're facing uh you know uh, stress and, and you can find even right now even in the mental health challenges even men and boys uh, suffering from it's because of yeah. what they've been taught not mm. to express how they feel and and i think for me that's a very huge challenge for most boys who are growing to become men it, it's yeah, very yeah. difficult for them to express how they feel and this ends up to affect their relations with others an example would be their relationship with you know with their partners or with their, you know other employees yeah. uh, so you find that the environments that most boys have um, have grown in They're tend right. to culture them to be you know, you are tough, you are hard, yeah, you know, sometimes if, it's ne- if it needs to be used violence. So you find that this kind of culture is brought up when, when, when they grow up to be men, this culture mm. is brought up. It, it comes out clearly in their own relationships, uh, in their own workplaces, and, mm. you know, in the, within their social spheres. And so, so how we raise our children matters a lot. Uh, I think we should let our children grow knowing that they can be who they are knowing that mm-hmm. uh, that all people regardless of their you know their gender regardless of their age regardless mm-hmm. of their sexual orientation regardless of uh, you know their their background they need to be treated with fairness and not just treating people as humans and the way they're supposed to be treated so for me i think i've been called out many times mm-hmm. uh, i've been i've been told that i act like uh, you know a gal Mm. I, 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 and, and there's a very common phrase that's used in Kenya. Where we watch mm. our mama. Yeah, I'm exactly. a where we end our or where we end our vice that you go just go and get 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 dressed up like a girl. You know, just yeah. because you are rooting for, uh, for uh, you're calling for out friends. for yeah you're calling out for you know misogyny you're calling mm-hmm. out for you know victim blaming, victim shaming you're calling out for all these issues that continue to subjugate women that continue to degrade women. so when you call out all these issues, then you are not seeing you're not seeing as somebody who is macho you' are seeing mm-hmm. as somebody who is who is weak, who is not a real man and that's why mm-hmm. we need to define what is it to be a man. Mm-hmm. That is very, very
0: true. You have raised very many points and parts of our society that, I, that is very problematic. The fact that that phrase, Watcha Obama, is so widespread and accepted, and no one even notices that it's problematic, is actually a very big indicator of how deeply rooted misogyny and patriarchy has messed our systems. So I think you've already preemptively answered the next question, which would be, feminism goes out to challenge the status quo, which is a gender system that privileges men at the expense of women. Do you think feminism can be good for a man?
1: Definitely. Yes, I think feminism is good for uh, not only for men, for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I've mentioned th- those th- unhealthy and unsafe gender norms that continue to shape the lives of men and boys today. I've mentioned all those, you know, myths and stereotypes. So, yes. so so, crucially, these norms provide the scaffolding for a gender order, which mm-hmm. privileges men, especially powerful elites. So mm-hmm. male privilege is so ingrained in social relations and structures that it appears normal and natural and remains free from scrutiny, just as you mm-hmm. said. But if men are still the prime beneficiaries of gender inequality, then mm-hmm. dismantling male privilege is at least in part of men's work. So, 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 what do I mean by men privilege? So, mm. first of all, you will find that men men continue to dominate, uh, you know, uh, the difference, you know, both political, social, and economic spheres of our lives. That is, that is a fact. And mm. so, so that what does that mean when men continue to dominate spaces and not provide? opportunities for others it means that women have to continuously uh you know fight for those spaces and, and yeah. the, the only way to do that is for men to understand that all people should be treated fairly they, I, I like using the word people rather than say men and women i believe okay. all people regardless of you know their background should be treated mm-hmm. you know fairly and be given you know equal opportunities where need be so I think that that is what we need to understand. And you will find this. For instance, in Kenya, we have the, the Kisi counties of Nyamira and uh, the Kisi county. For your information, do you know since independence, mm. those counties have never had a, a, a woman elected in a you know in a, in a single constituency. Uh, so mm. uh, leave alone the women, like those, for, for those two mm. counties, they've never had a woman being elected as an MP. Wow. Yeah, and and that is a and that is a problem. And of course, there are also other communities. Uh, yeah. this just brings the issue of, uh, um, um, you know, patriarchy, ingrained patriarchy, mm-hmm. and also it brings the issue of gender norms. So that is something we need to continuously talk about. The gender norms. The gender norms basically is is the roles and the responsibilities of both men and women. Who does what, you know? Who, who mm. does the productive work eh, in, the, in the household? Who makes the decisions? And, and of course, feminism is not supposed to to challenge. Uh, this is a myth that that, that feminists want to challenge that, that, that now the women should take over the household and make mm. all the decisions. No, no, you know? Feminism is about, as I said, fairness, you know, and equity and equality. Just ensuring that all parties have equal platforms to be able to, you know, to make decisions, to, uh, you mm. know, to share learnings, to, you know, um, you know, to be able to to be in spaces where they feel they are meaningfully involved. And I think that's the real, the real meaning of, of feminism. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I think that, uh, uh, many men, for instance, uh, don't routinely exhibit sexist behavior or enact violence, but we mm. all need to consider how we can play an active part in promoting change and in encouraging other men to do so. Uh, you know, fundamentally, this involves examining our own motivations and, and assumptions. There's mm. an, uh, there's an, uh, an Austral- Australian sociologist by the name Michael Flood Mm who wrote, uh, uh, I think it's a book called, the most important thing is that we have a responsibility to be introspective. So being Mm -hmm. introspective is reflecting about yourself as an individual Mm -hmm. and how you treat others, irrespective of their gender, of their, you know, of their background. I think we need to give feminism a human face that Mm -hmm. all people, should be treated in, in 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 fairness, and and also maybe just to mention something, I think this maybe will come later, is about mm-hmm. men's participation in uh you know in this feminism and gender justice movements. This could actually strengthen feminist efforts. So yes, some forms of participation, could, some form of uh, participation could include you know taking action online to defend mm-hmm. women's rights. Like for me, I've been very vocal on my on my Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter account. For instance, mm-hmm. if we had an issue that is of public interest, I've been there to, to, to share how I feel about that particular, uh, and, and uh, how that particular incident. And, you, and I, I found there's a lot of victim blaming and victim shaming when it comes to women who are expressing their experiences of how mm-hmm. they, or, or for instance, on how they experience violence. We've, we've had men saying that, oh, she was raped, because she was in the wrong place, or she was raped because she was not careful, or maybe she was defiled or she was raped because Mm -hmm. uh, uh, she is a prostitute. You know, this, uh, 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 I will say the kind of language that people who promote violence use. So, so, So you end up turning the situation to support, you are how you feel about you know women, and that and that and that just just mirrors how our society is. So yeah. so yeah so so as as a man, I believe that men should 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 take a stand in supporting, uh you know, these men that I'm talking about. These men are today's parents. These men are today's you know religious leaders. They are today's fathers. These men today are teachers. Uh, these are uh, mm. their elders so so every man has a connection with female members maybe related or not and mm. how we treat female members of our community be it your own daughter or your wife or your you know your mother or your aunt or your niece you know or your girlfriend it means a lot and and, yeah. and it shows what kind of man you are so so uh. men can continue to can engage in feminism by uh, by, by by can engage in, in strengthening feminist efforts by supporting national and local campaigns opposing violence against women you know raising mm-hmm. awareness about sex sexism for example in local sports uh, or maybe even music venues educating mm-hmm. young people in uh, in schools and universities you know joining organizations that are working for you know gender justice in particular men can and i believe play a very important role in Challenging other men over their yeah. sexism, misogyny, and violence by calling mm-hmm. it out, supporting victims, or even bearing witness. So I think there's a very huge role in terms of uh, the, the the role that men can play when it comes to, you know, uh, strengthening feminist efforts. Yeah. Yeah. Thank
0: you. That is that is very that is a very pregnant paragraph. I don't know, Um, so on top of men being introspective, it is also their responsibility, your responsibility to call out other men. I believe we exist already in a society that listens to men more than it listens to women, which we are seeking to change, but we can use that to strengthen this movement by having men calling out other men and also men being at the forefront of this movement. So that is very important. So um, moving on, In your life as a feminist, how does your day-to-day look like? How does your decision-making and how does your life outside work look like as a man who's a self-identified feminist?
1: Yeah, so um, I would say that uh, what drives me to do what I do every day is to see a gender-equal world, a gender-transformative world. The work that I do over the years has been in 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 in, these, uh, in the gender equi- uh, 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 advancing gender equality spaces, and for me, uh, I will say that uh, where I work, for instance, I, I, I more, even my boss is 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 um, uh, is female. Most of my colleagues are female, and and uh, and and I have a very good relationship with them. And for me. I I I treat I treat them with 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 you know I, I treat them equally just like any I will treat any other person and I also get the the same the same the same treatment. So yeah. in my family as well, I will say that uh, coming from a a, a majorly female uh, household, you know, mm-hmm. I've I've had I've had to you know to to get an opportunity to listen to to you know to important women um, in my lives. I've, I've been able to. To listen to their stories and their experiences, and these kind of relationships continue to make me to make the man that I am, you know. And also in my own relationships with, with females from all walks of life, I continue, you know, to learn what uh, you know equality is and equity is, and and and, and continue to to ensure that uh, that that I I you know I practice you know what 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 i believe in yeah. yeah so because you know you you can you can you can you, i don't i don't want to be that kind of person who who is shy for being who they are i identify uh, boldly even in many forums that i go to that i mm-hmm. am you know a male feminist yeah mm-hmm. and i uh, unapologetically i <laughs> i uh, unapologetically uh live that identity and and continue uh, to be there and uh, to stand for for others because for me I believe that uh, silence is complacency. So so yeah. if you if you remain silent, uh, you know when there is a you know there is an issue of of, of inequality or violence, then it means that yeah. you are you you you're in one way supporting you know, supporting supporting violence without even your own knowledge. So it's great yeah. that, that we, we, we we learn. I know it can be difficult for others, but it's great that we 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 learn. If we love uh, you know our our daughters, our you know our wives, our it's not even about just women. It's it's even about men. Because there's also mm-hmm. violence that happens against men and boys. And so so this is not just very special or very specific to women. We are calling out all forms of violence you know against girls against women against boys against men against everyone that's how we need to continuously uh, redefine feminism by you know uh, i will say creating a cadre of, of advocates who continuously advocate for the promotion of uh, you know gender equality and and also for uh, you know building a cadre of advocates who continuously uh, you know stand out you know, and speak out against uh, uh, issues uh, with regards to all forms of violence.
0: Yeah. The podcast we talk about addressing myths and misconceptions. So this would not be complete if I did not ask what of the what kind, what challenges you have faced as a feminist. You mentioned one that people think when you defend or are pro women empowerment and uh, the protection of the vulnerable you are not very masculine. So other than that, can you speak on some myths and misconceptions that you have been faced with that, that have be, been the biggest challenge in your journey and maybe other men's journey?
1: Yeah, maybe just before I go to that, I think it's great that I, I also speak some of the concerns mm-hmm. uh, that are that emerging, especially when, when when men are involved in feminism. Okay. Uh, so, so there's often concern among women and women's organizations about men's involvement and some mm. fear that uh, attempts to engage men will distract from the primary task of empowering women or that men will take over, you know, women-led actions and campaigns. That has been mm-hmm. a very huge concern. Uh, so there's also a risk of diverting resources away from support for women in a context where such resources, for instance, uh, GBV centers, uh, 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 already under threat. So so those are some of the concerns that are there. The truth of the matter is that uh, engaging men in gender equality should not involve abandoning support for projects and strategies that do focus on supporting women. There are still compelling arguments, to for preserving separate women's spaces for all women who want or need them. So let's be clear about that. The situations where women, we don't want to speak with other women and share their experiences. And so those safe spaces for women are needed and they should be there. There should also be other safe spaces for men as well. Like, for example, this podcast is a very important resource for people to understand and engage uh, on uh, on what they understand about feminism. So men who will be listening to these kind of spaces will be able to, in, you know, increase their level of understanding on feminism. I consider myself an inter- intersectional feminist, and that means that the work that I do intersects with many other issues, including, you know, gender, including culture, race, you know, ethnicity. Also, the the another myth is that um, that feminists are unattractive and not feminine. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> That feminists are unattractive and not feminine. I think this comes out uh, as also a myth that uh, anybody who who is you know who is who, who is who is a feminist uh, does not attribute you know the, the the appearance and maybe even the values of how uh, uh, you know I would say orderly women or should be in the society and so mm-hmm. and so yeah because they are continuously challenging the status quo and not living by the rules and so now they're being called they're unattractive you know they they they're, they're not feminine they they know they are masculine because they want to be in power you know they want to be the heads yeah they are the, the, the same people who tell you that you guys you should women you should know your spaces Yeah. You know, don't don't go for those big positions. You know, you know our place is in the kitchen. You know, our place is to nurture, is to care, is to do this and that. And this is very sad because there are women who are, are you know are, are are smart. There are women who are born leaders. There are women who, you know, have you know they are ambitious. And so it's, it's it's a very sad thing to call an ambitious woman that that woman is unattractive or is not fe- not feminine enough just because. These kind of girls and women are daring. You know, they are going for their dreams. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, so that's what. Another one is that that all feminists are lesbians. That, that also has been another another myth. That is not true. Another one is that feminists are all pro-choice. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is also wrong. I, I have fem- friends who are feminists, but for instance, they do not support uh, abortion. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, and I have
1: friends who are feminists and also who are women and who, you know, support abortion, for instance. So, so it's mm-hmm. very wrong to, to say that all feminists uh, are pro-choice. So feminism has, you know, diverse girls and women, boys and men who think differently. The other one is that they say that if you're a feminist, you cannot be religious. Mm-hmm. And this is also something that is a myth. So as a Muslim, for instance, I have friends who are Muslim, is, uh, Islamic feminists, who are Muslim, but are feminists. You know, like you know, and, and 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 there's a lot of connotation when it comes to uh, the role of religion when it comes to supporting feminist efforts. Then the other one is that all feminists are career women and do not support stay-at-home moms. <laughs> That's another one. This, this is crazy. Yeah. That for you to be a feminist, you have to be, you know, working, you're working, um, working-class lady or woman. Mm. And so just because you are working uh, more productively in a workplace that probably has a higher status, then that means that you're a feminist. <laughs> women and you know and girls should continue to dare and and and, and go for career, the, the different careers that 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 for many for 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 a long time, for instance, have been preserved for, you know, for men. Or all those careers have been uh, associated with them being, uh, you know, pursued by uh, by by men. So 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 for for ambitious women, I think. Uh, they ought to, you know, to dare. So if there's a girl out there or a woman who is listening to this, please go out there and dare to dream and pursue your career. And there is no way that this, uh, they're saying that all feminists are career women uh, will, will stop you from achieving your dreams. Then the other one is that uh, feminists are bra banners who hate sex, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, this is crazy. You know, uh, all human beings, are sexual beings in one way or another and everyone has a right to you know of course uh, looking of course at the legal you know with consent and with the legal age everyone has a right to engage in sex there's a there's right to sexual pleasure for everyone feminists don't hate sex and the other Mm -hmm. one is that uh, feminists can only be women that is a myth there are feminists who consider themselves feminists but believe in that so we have radical Mm -hmm. feminists who who some of them believe that feminists can only be women. Feminist movements can only be, you know, been led by women. women so, yeah. so as a main feminist, this is where I try to find myself within the feminist movement. There are feminists, particular feminists, who have that kind of very, uh, you know, conservative thought uh, that this is their spaces and no one else should be part of. And, and the last thing is that feminists don't believe in marriage. <laughs> That's another hogwash. You know, mm-hmm. that feminists don't believe in marriage. That, that, that is wrong. I have feminist friends who are married and happily married. Yes. Yeah, so so for you, for one to decide to be a feminist, that doesn't mean <laughs> that you do not have uh, uh, a right to be happily married. So all this, I'll say, they're, they're just issues that are used to, to continuously change the real meaning of what feminism is.
0: Gathering from all that we have talked about and saying that it's true, we don't have one universally accepted definition for feminism. Um, I think at the core of it all is the right to self-determinate, to choose what to believe in. You can choose to be pro-life or pro-choice. You can choose not to marry or to marry. You can, at the core of it all, is choosing. Feminism allows women and men and non-binary and Everyone who identifies in between there to be, to choose what to do and have the opportunities given to them. They have a right to choose and pursue whatever it is that they want. So it is important to note that, that at the core of feminism is choice, the right to choose whatever it is that you want to engage in. Um, Thank you so much, Ismail, for joining us today. I know this is not an exhaustive conversation and it's just the beginning. We cannot exhaust all this in one sitting. But I thank you for allowing us an insight into something that is rare, a man who identifies as a feminist, especially in the Kenyan context, with all these things around feminism and men who are feminists. So we have come to the end of our episode today and thank you for joining us
1: yeah thank you so much for the for your time it has been an amazing conversation yeah thank you